power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. excited to be in the house of the Lord. I can't feel the excitement. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? If you are, put your hands together for Jesus. And if your voice is yours, add a shout of praise to it. Hallelujah. I've told you before that this church, we are not charismatic. We are not Pentecostal. We are not Orthodox. We are a Christian church. Hallelujah. So we do everything that Christians do. So we shout, we clap, we pray in tongues, we sing hymns, hallelujah. Yeah, and so this morning I want us to sing a hymn before I preach. Hallelujah. It's, it's a hymn many of us have misunderstood. We think it's a wedding hymn. By natural fact, it's a revival hymn. We sing it at weddings. In fact, most of the time when you hear that song, it's at a wedding, but it's actually a revival. Today, pay attention to the words. We, we are in a season of revival. Hallelujah. And, and I believe this song is appropriate. Can we have the words projected, please? Are you ready with the words? Showers of 
this place and the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for us to have an encounter with our father this morning to glory father to glory son to glory holy spirit in Jesus name we prayed with thanksgiving amen just lift up your voice begin to worship God just give him glory just just worship his holy name lift up your voice lift up your voice in this place come on let me hear you lift up your voice lift up your just tell him how mighty he is just tell him Forget about every problem you came here with. Forget about every burden you came here with. Forget about every deadline you are supposed to meet that you have not been able to meet. Just lift up your voice and, and just close your eyes. Don't look at anybody on your left or who is on your right. Just focus on God and, and just speak some words of worship unto Him this morning. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the, the wonderful counselor the mighty God, the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. You can worship Him in the understanding. You can also worship Him in the language of the Spirit. Lord, we bless your name. We lift your name up on high this morning. You are indeed the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You sit in an unapproachable life. Heaven is your throne and the earth is your footstool. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord as we take our seats? Hallelujah. How many of you are ready for the word of God? It's 
always good to hear the word of God. Amen. Amen. But uh, before I proceed with preaching the word, I we are very honored today to have a, a very distinguished man come to worship with us. Hallelujah. Amen. And as the Bible says, give honor to whom honor is due. And so today we are honored to have a minister of state from Sierra Leone come to worship with us. Overflow, shall we acknowledge the presence of Honorable Fatoma? Shall we acknowledge his presence? Thank you very much, sir. Oh, we can do it better. We can do it better. Thank you very much, sir, for giving us the honor of coming to worship with us today. And he came with his personal assistant, too. Let's put our hands together for him as well. Thank you so much for coming to worship with us today. Hallelujah. All right, today... Today, my, my sermon has no formula. Hallelujah. It may not be structured like the usual ones you hear. Because it's, it's going to be more prophetic in nature. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach a prophetic sermon. And I told you that prophetic sermons you receive with your spirit. Hallelujah. You receive with your spirit I, I was going to do something else but in the middle of the night today I, I i was just feeling a certain bubbling in my spirit and i could hear the word divine intervention divine intervention divine intervention i, I don't know who needs divine intervention I, I don't know who needs god to step into a certain matter i don't know who needs god to step into a certain situation in their life but I believe this sermon is for you the title of my sermon is the mystery of the fourth man the mystery of the fourth man the mystery of the fourth man as I said there'll be no formula at certain points in time I'll zoom into prayer if you like you follow me I mean you, you have to follow it with your spirit hallelujah it may not necessarily be structured and point one point two line upon line and precept upon precept like we usually do hallelujah we are in a revival period and we need to allow god to do what he wants to do in our base and then the instruction is that after the sermon we should zoom into worship hallelujah zoom into worship when you worship you invite god into your matter you invite god into situations hallelujah the mystery of the fourth man can we have daniel chapter 3 daniel chapter 3 let's start from verse 8 this is a story i believe most of you know even the one who doesn't read his bible much will know this story because it's used a lot at children's service <laughs> it's used a lot at children's service but in christ we are all children hallelujah the bible says you you cannot enter the kingdom of god if you are not as one of these and the one of these he was referring to our children amen today i'm trusting god that by the time i finish this sermon your love for jesus christ will move to another level hallelujah and, and how you see him is it, becoming too much on men and human beings and we are forgetting who the centerpiece of christianity is supposed to be i keep telling you we are turning christianity and ministry into showbiz and the preachers are now becoming the superstars of the showbiz. 
but that is not how god intended it to be as far as christianity is concerned there is only one superstar there is only one centerpiece there is only one prima donna and that is jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god and that is how he, it must remain hallelujah this thing of worshiping human beings we are not seeing the hand of god because we are focusing too much on human beings yes god has anointed human beings god has his representatives here on earth but the representatives can't be like the the one who sent them himself hallelujah now most of the time if you have an issue the first person you are looking for is, is a man of god when you have not even spoken to jesus christ about it he's the one who understands your situation the bible says he was tempted in every way that means whatever you are going through he is familiar with how you are feeling he he, he can identify with how you are feeling he should be the first person you talk to hallelujah and, and we are missing out a lot on seeing the hand of god at work in our lives because we are not focusing on jesus christ like we are supposed to so today i'm presenting to you the mystery of the fourth man the mystery of the fourth man daniel chapter 3 let's start from verse 8 and the bible says wherefore at that time certain childings came near and accused the jews they spake and said unto the king nebuchadnezzar o king live forever thou o king has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet flute harp sackbut psaltery and dulcimer and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image and whoso falleth not down and worshipeth that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace there are certain jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of babylon shadrach meshach and abednego these men o king have not regarded thee they serve not thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up then nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring shadrach meshach and abednego then they brought these men before the king nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them is it true o shadrach meshach and abednego do not ye serve my gods nor worship the golden image which i have set up now if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet flute harp sackbat sultry and dulcimer and all kinds of music ye shall fall down and worship the image which i have made but if ye worship not ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace and who is that god that shall deliver you out of my hands shadrach meshach and abednego answered and said to the king oh nebuchadnezzar we are not careful to answer thee in this matter i'll take that part again he said oh nebuchadnezzar we are not careful to answer thee in this matter continue if it be so our god whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand o king but the next verse is the one i like the most they said but if not be it known unto thee o king that we will not serve thy gods 
nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage, that's his face, was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should hit the furnace one seven times more than it was. It was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men. That means he chose the macho people. The ones with biceps and triceps, deltoids and pectoralis muscles. If it was this church, we would choose Kofi <laughs> and some other people to be the ones to capture Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And he commanded the mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Next. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hearts, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Next. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men. Now, where is your macho? The flame of the fire slew those men that took out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Next. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. So when they were put in, they were bound. And they fell into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said to his counselors did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire they answered and said unto the king true o king he answered and said lo lo means look i see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no head and the form of the fourth is like the son of god next then nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said shadrach meshach and abednego ye servants of the most high god come forth and come hither then shadrach meshach and abednego came forth of the midst of the fire and the princes governors and captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw this man upon whose bodies the fire had no power nor was an hair of their head singed neither were their coats changed nor the smell of the fire had passed on them hallelujah this is one of the most powerful stories you ever find in the bible these are three young men who found themselves in captivity in babylon and they found favor with the king so much so that they were put in charge of provinces in the foreign country the bible said they, they, they were excellent they were better than their peers in everything the king could spot the potential in them and so he gave them position so they could help their kingdom agenda to progress but then this king called nebuchadnezzar a, a dictator of a sort a, a megalomaniac of a sort somebody who had a bloated image of himself probably suffering from some grandiose delusions or something he decided that he was going to make a huge image of himself 
And the order was that anybody, anytime they played those instruments that they listed, everybody must bow down and worship the image. But these boys knew the law of God. He said, thou shalt not bow down to any graving image or anything, whether it's in heaven or on earth or under the earth. Don't bow down to anything. And they decided, in spite of the fact that we find ourselves in a foreign land, in spite of the fact that we find ourselves in Babylon, we are not going to compromise. We are not going to bow down to this image of yours. So some people went to snitch on them. That these guys that you have given posts to, I'm sure it's somebody who wanted the post for himself. Because they mentioned it that the people that you have set over the provinces, you we the natives, we are here. And you've brought these slaves and you have elevated them to that level. But you see, when you have the favor of God, your enemies will even elevate you. Hallelujah. These boys that you have brought from this foreign land, you have elevated them now they are disobeying you you said whenever they play the music everybody should bow down to this image but they are not doing it and nebuchadnezzar called for them and gave them a second chance whenever satan wants you to compromise he will always give you a second chance hallelujah when you escape the first one you bring another one somewhere a second chance for you to compromise but thank God these people were resolved in their will not to do what they didn't want to do. And I pray that that conviction that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had to stand for what they believe in will come upon you today in the name of Jesus. There is something attractive about standing for what you believe in. Sometimes even if it is a bad thing, when you stand strong with what you believe in, you find out people begin to follow you. Adolf Hitler had some very twisted ideas very very twisted I, I mean believing that their race was superior and had all sorts of ideas about Jews the man was so convicted about it that he managed to convince people to follow him and to help him to persecute that agenda he was convicted the man could give rousing political speeches with charisma I've mentioned here before I watched a video a documentary of Adolf Hitler he was speaking to the people I mean passionate politician giving a, a rally speech and the people were listening so intently to what he was telling them to the extent that he took a step to the right and unconsciously many of the people in the crowd did the same that's how convincing the man was giving a rousing political rally speech he took a step to and everybody just did that it's like where, where are you going i'm following you directly wherever you are going i'm also going evil ideas but he could get people to follow them for, to follow him that's what conviction can do i pray that you'll be convicted about the things that you believe in and be able to stand your ground when you have to stand your ground so the king gave them a second chance he said okay now we are going to play a game i've heard that when we play this and you people you don't do what i've asked you to do i'm going to give you a second chance shadrach Meshach, you know i like you I, I i picked you guys from among the slaves and i've placed you in very high positions you know that right all right so i'm just going to give you a second chance when we play just flex your knees and let it touch the ground and we'll all be fine 
was when the answer came, he said, Oh Nebuchadnezzar, in spite of the favors that you have done me, in spite of the fact that you, you have shown me favor and, and you have elevated me and given me a position, I am not careful in giving you this answer. What it means is that I am not now thinking of what to say. My decision is already made. It was made so many years ago. You are not now coming to convince me to change my mind. So I'm not careful at all. I'm, I'm not now sitting down to contemplate what answer am I going to give. The answer is fixed in my spirit and that is what I'm going to declare unto you today. That we will not bow to this image and we know that our God is capable of delivering us from this fire. But even if he doesn't deliver us from this fire, we will not bow. And I pray that God will give you the even if faith. A lot of believers believe in God and are happy with God when God comes through for them. But these people have a higher level of faith. That even if God doesn't do what I'm asking him to do, I will still believe in him. And I pray that that kind of spirit will come upon you today. Said so even if, even if he doesn't do it. You are praying to God for a car. That by the end of this year, in a year of possibilities, I must have a car. If by 31st December you are still working, even if God has not given it to me, I am still a worshiper. I'm still a child of God. I'm not compromising. You pray for a child. You've given yourself a deadline. You have made all the declarations, all the prophetic declarations. A year by this time, you say, A year comes and the thing hasn't come. You still say, Even if. That is a higher level of faith. There's a level of faith that can move things and cause things to happen. But there is a higher level of faith where you surrender and trust God that he knows what he's doing. That is a higher level of faith. The even if faith. Is that even if I will not bow down. And the Bible said the, the king became angry. Of course he will become angry. You have given you a second chance. The whole country, three of you bet, you say you will not do what I'm saying. Can you imagine it? An order has been given and it's an entire country against three young men. You say, no, 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 no. We'll not do it. Some of you, if there's pressure from even a group of five friends, you can't stand. You compromise. You compromise on your principles. You compromise on what you believe in. Just because oh, they will isolate you a little and make you feel, oh, you say you this Christian, you people say, we say we are we are forging this thing to just make some money, and you you are behaving or you are soulful people. Just because you don't want four friends to say certain things, you just compromise. But these were three young men against an entire nation with their dictator of a king. You say, oh, the king got angry. He said, go and hit the furnace seven times more if you if you listen to what i'm saying you roast today so i'm sure he stood there just to hear their cries of agony say huh this is what happens to anybody who doesn't obey the great king nebuchadnezzar himself you know god humbled him later turned him into a semi-animal was in the bush living like an animal for seven months heated and the macho man came say you people you are king has said something you decided that you know come on let's go 
sure they held them judge them by their trousers you know that thing the policemen do they hold you and you'll be hanging in the air like this and your legs will be in the air i don't know whether they teach them at the police academy how to do they know where exactly to hold suddenly all your talking becomes <laughs> gibberish because you are hanging in the air in a certain way you don't understand how you're moving but you're moving to the cell I'm sure they grabbed them three of them and the bible said the furnace was so hot that the macho men even when they got near and tried to push them inside they were consumed put them inside and the bible said when they went inside they were on the ground they were thrown onto the ground the king said okay let me stand and see what is going to happen to these people he was standing there expecting cries and moans of agony oh king we are sorry please release us open the door open the door he opened his eyes and saw something that he didn't expect to see he called these people he said did i not put three men bound in this furnace they said yes king you put three men bound he said but lo I see four men loose and the fourth one looks like the son of God I'm sure Jesus sat in heaven and looked at what these three young men had done he said I'm going to break protocol I'm not supposed to come to the earth yet but because of the boldness of these three gentlemen because of the fact that they stood for what they believed in because of the fact that they stood up for me I am going to stand up for them I am going to visit them in the fairness of their affliction I said I'll break protocol I pray that God will break some protocols for some people some, some, some people with conviction some, some people with a strong willpower people who have decided not to compromise He said, I don't see three people. I see four. And we put three bound people in there. But lo, I see four men that are loose. And the fourth one looks like the son of God. I don't know what discernment Nebuchadnezzar had to know that that fourth man was the son of God. But what it means is that as soon as the fourth man stepped into the situation, the atmosphere of the furnace changed. And I came to tell today, somebody today, that the fourth man is still alive. That, that son of God that appeared in the fiery furnace for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's still alive and he's seated on the right hand of the father. And he's going to walk into somebody's situation. And as soon as he walks into the situation, the atmosphere of the situation shall change. the fourth man appeared the furnace probably became an air-conditioned chamber the atmosphere changed children of God are supposed to be atmosphere changes we have two kinds of Christians we have the thermometer Christians you know what the thermometer does the thermometer picks up the temperature of its environment and reflects it as a reading it manifests the temperature of its environment and there are a lot of christians like that 
wherever you find yourself if it is a christian atmosphere you will pick up the temperature and manifest it if it is a worldly environment too, you will adjust and pick up the temperature and manifest it if it is a lukewarm environment you will pick up the temperature and manifest it but i came to tell you that you are beyond a thermometer believer in fact there's something else we call a thermostat and that thermostat is a temperature regulator it determines the temperature of the environment when things are heating up too much the thermostat determines that there's too much heat when things are getting too cold the thermostat determines that there's too much cold and i pray that you become a thermostat believer that instead of picking the temperature of your environment and manifesting the temperature of the environment you superimpose your own temperature over the environment such that when you go to a godless place very soon revival must hit the place people must start surrendering to christ people must start changing people must stop living in their bad ways because you're a temperature regulator you are an atmosphere changer as soon as the fourth man stepped into the fiery furnace the atmosphere changed and I see him stepping into somebody's situation right now. The fiery furnace can represent anything to anybody. It may be, it may be some pressure you are under. It, it may be a difficult situation you are finding yourself in. It may even be a weakness in your life. It may be a situation in your family. It may be a, a, a situation where you are working. Something that is supposed to cause discomfort. I came to tell you that the fourth man is about to walk into the situation. And as he walks into the situation, the temperature of the environment will change. Sometimes you can be in a financial furnace. You owe A, you owe B, you owe CO, you owe Auntie C, everybody who has a name. You owe them. Sometimes people, when you call them and their phones are off, it's not because they have low battery. There's some call that is going to come and it's going to bring pressure. Please, I want my 200 Ghana CDs old. And so the phone has to be off. People go offline. Say, I sent you a WhatsApp three days ago. You've not it's not that he doesn't want to reply. There is a message that is going to cause a fiery furnace in his life. So he's decided that he's avoiding it. Marriages can be like a fiery furnace. Heat all over. Every word generates fights. Wife comes, children's school fee. He doesn't even say the fees. No, hey, hey, hey. Then you, your pocket. Like, you know that thing that you do. You bring out the inner part of the pocket, like to show you. Where's the, where's the money? Where's the money? Marriages can be in turmoil, disagreement, fiery furnace. The fiery furnace can be a weakness you are battling with. You don't like it, but it, it, it sort of has a way of overcoming you all the time. But he said, I saw four men loose. What it means is that aside the changing of the environment, the other thing that happened when the fourth man entered the fire furnace was that the chains were broken. They were bound before they entered. And he said, I see four men loose. The first thing he did was to break their chains today as the fourth man steps into your situation any chains in your life any any restrictions any limitations anything that binds
binds you and prevents you from expressing and manifesting the glory of God in your life the way it's supposed to be I pray that with the presence of the Son of God the presence of the fourth man those things shall be broken in the name of Jesus sometimes there are chains of weaknesses weaknesses the things you want to do you can't do it is the things you don't want to do how do you do weaknesses you want to speak the truth all the time but somewhere somehow the life finds a way of jumping out of your throat you want to be holy all the time but somewhere somehow there is somebody when he or she calls you cannot resist even though you know what you are doing is wrong they are chains weaknesses are like pulses a palsy is a, is a neurological problem it's a form of paralysis the bible says jesus met a man sick of the palsy and i came to a lot of believers are sick of the palsy when you have a palsy what it means is that because of the nerve damage if it is a palsy of your hand if this water is here and you want to take it you can't take it the will is there to take it but you can't take it because of some disconnections that have taken place in the same way too if something is burning your hand and you want to move away it may be difficult because the nerves that will cause the muscles to contract for you to move away are not working that's how weaknesses operate the things you want to do you can't do the things you want to run away from you can't run away from them it's a palsy but the bible said jesus met a man sick of the palsy and he commanded him to be healed and he was healed of the palsy instantly and today i see jesus healing pulses i, I see jesus healing weaknesses things that you couldn't do before you begin to do and things that you couldn't run away from before you begin to run away from them the bible says stand fast therefore in the liberty wherein christ jesus has made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage may every yoke of bondage be broken in the name of jesus when i say bondages i'm not only talking about fornication and adultery laziness is a bondage when you are not able to keep your promises it's a bondage lying is a bondage excessive jealousy is a bondage your inability to be consistent in the things of the spirit is bondage and I pray that those chains shall be broken today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So when the fourth man came, the temperature changed. And the chains were broken. But there must have been something about this fourth man that made the king realize that he was a son of God. Today I'm not preaching for too long. We'll zoom into prayer and worship very soon means it was Jesus Christ himself who walked into the situation the Bible says wherever two or three are gathered in my name I am there in their midst Jesus is in our midst today and he is walking into somebody's situation he he's about to bring a change in somebody's situation this fourth man is so powerful he's capable of anything 
is why he should be the centerpiece of your life and he should be the centerpiece of our worship and not any human being what jesus can do no man can do in fact if you see any man do anything it's because jesus christ empowered him to do it your standard shouldn't be any human being your standard is not elisha he's not david when people have faults and weaknesses sexual weakness they say oh even david david when he saw Bathsheba naked he could not resist he didn't say looking up onto david he didn't say looking up onto elijah he didn't say looking up onto elijah he said looking on to jesus the author and the finisher of our faith that should be our standard and the bible says he walked on this earth tempted in every way yet he was without sin that is the standard we must aim at i pray that god will give you the ability to withstand temptations in the name of jesus christ of Nazareth. this man called jesus is is so powerful he, he should be the center of your life he can do so many things he can be whatever you want him to be he can walk into any situation and change it in fact the entire bible is about him it starts and ends it's like everything just gravitates towards jesus christ like that when you look at the old testament there are a lot of foreshadows of Jesus. it's like everything was just talking about jesus christ and the work that he was going to do the tabernacle that god instructed moses to build it was everything in it was just talking about jesus christ the outer courts the bible said they had a brazen container it's like a lever a basin where the people used to wash and it had water in it it was symbolic of the fact that jesus christ was going to be the water of life when you go to the holy place the bible said that there was a candlestick that produced light it was supposed to speak about the fact that jesus christ was going to be the light of the world and even that candlestick it had seven what do you call it outlets and when you read isaiah 11 it talks about the seven spirits that are going to be upon jesus right the spirit of might wisdom understanding and all of those things everything was speaking about jesus christ in the holy place again there was the show bread which was speaking of the fact that jesus christ was going to be the bread of life and when you enter the holy of holies itself the ark of the covenant itself was a prophetic statement of the work jesus christ was going to do how the ark of the covenant was a box and inside it was the law that man could not keep and the lid of the ark of the covenant was called the mercy seat and it always had blood on it because that was where the high priest offered the sacrifice of atonement so the mercy seat was always stained with blood and on top of that lid upon that blood was the shekinah glory cloud of god that was where god himself dwelt this arrangement was a prophetic statement the law that man could not keep the blood and then the presence of god the shekinah glory of god the prophetic statement he was making was that the only thing that can stand between the wrath of god and the broken law that man could not keep will be the blood of the lamb everything was just speaking about the work of jesus christ so even that ark of the covenant was talking about jesus christ he was talking about jesus christ and when you look at the ark of the covenant there, there are a lot of things and a lot of journeys the ark took there was the day the ark the philistines made a mistake they captured the ark and took it to their place 
and they went to place it in front of their god called Dagon. the bible said the first day when they came he had fallen on his face second day when he came his head and his arms were broken when we talk about gods we are talking about demonic spirits that act was the foreshadow of jesus christ the real thinking he died and after his death he was liberated to now live in the hearts of men and women like you and i so if the foreshadow a demonic spirit could not stand its presence i came to tell you that the real act is living inside you and because of that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper he said behold i give unto you power to trample over scorpions and snakes and over all the works of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies harm you you have the real thing inside you it's called jesus christ it's living inside you this ark there was a day the people of israel they reached the jordan and there was no way to cross the jordan and god instructed them get the elders to take this ark place it upon their shoulders as soon as their foot stepped on the river jordan the bible said the river jordan was split into two and they walked on dry land to the other side you have the real thing inside you that is why god will make a way for you where there seems to be no way where doors are shut where opportunities are closed the bible says i am he who opens and no man can shut and i shut and no man can open because you have jesus christ in you the ark doors and opportunities shall be open for you the same ark found itself in a house of a man called obedido for the three months that the ark stayed in his house the bible said he was blessed it's like people look like ah, three months ago you were poor three months ago you were you were begging for money suddenly you have become so prosperous i came to tell you that that ark is inside you he said i desire above all things that you might prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper and as jesus christ is in your heart may, may he give you ideas to create wealth he said i am he who gives you the power to make wealth and and and, and god the blessings of the lord make it rich and added no sorrow i pray for the activation of ideas ideas that will turn this country around ideas that will turn your situation around it's time for africans to also start inventing things we are the hub of christianity we do all the prayer we do all the binding but it's time for the jesus that lives in us to begin to manifest in certain corridors there should be something that will change the world that has your name on its patent that this is your invention that this is your doing the man who found out the structure of dna he said he didn't use any analysis he dreamt and he saw it he dreamt and he saw it he saw the helical structure of dna he didn't sit with any computer to generate it he saw it in a dream god revealed it to him in a dream i pray that god will begin to speak to people in their dreams god will begin to show people solutions i keep telling that look the anointing is not only for preaching like i'm doing some of us anointing is for us to preach for some of you the anointing is for administrative positions joseph had giftings prophetic giftings but he was never named as one of the prophets 
Daniel had serious prophetic giftings. But they never named him as one of the prophets. These were all administrators. They were people in political positions and administrative positions. And God was using them mightily in those places. I pray that God will use you. When you become the director of Kolebu Teaching Hospital, may, may divine wisdom be your portion so that you solve all the problems on the ground. We need spirit-filled, godly people to manage affairs. That ark is inside him. Jesus can do everything. He can do anything. Old Testament, he was all over. From Genesis to wherever. In Exodus, he was the Passover lamb. Psalms, he was a good shepherd. Our shepherd, he was there everywhere. Proverbs is our wisdom. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Lamentations, weeping prophet. Obadiah, our deliverer. Somebody said, In now whom he is the avenger of the elect of the Lord, he avenges us. So he said, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Somebody say, Jesus. Oh, you, you are sounding like you are shouting the name of some common human. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Shout Jesus. Jesus. You see, we human beings, we are more excited about human names. We are, we are excited about apostles, so so and so, bishop, so so and so, archbishop, so so and so. But I'm asking you to mention the name that is above every other name. The name that when mentioned, every knee shall bow. The name that when mentioned, every tongue shall confess that indeed Jesus Christ is Lord. Somebody shout Jesus! Shout Jesus! Shout Jesus! As you shout this name, let the fourth man begin to walk into your affairs. Somebody shout Jesus! Shout Jesus! Shout Jesus! The Bible says, He who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't know what you need to be saved from know what you need to be delivered from but as you shout the name jesus may the lord release angels may the lord release ministering spirits may the lord release his messengers somebody shout jesus, jesus. shout jesus. jesus i told you today's sermon has no formula it is a prophetic thing and and how you react to it will determine how you benefit from it somebody shout jesus, jesus. shout jesus, jesus. Shout Jesus! Shout Jesus! As you shout that name, if there is any pain in your body, we rebuke that pain right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If there is any situation in your life that is upside down, we superimpose the superior name of Jesus over that situation and we command that turn around in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody shout Jesus! Shout Jesus! Shout Jesus! 
is a man who lived his life disproving human laws. I don't know what human laws are applying in your life. Sometimes the thing is that if you come from this particular place, there is nothing good that can come out of you. Even him, they said what? Can something good come out of Nazareth? He was just disproving laws. Spiritual laws. Physical laws. He was just making nonsense out of everything. The physicists have their laws. Archimedes has his principles of flotation. But this man came and as a great physicist, he disproved Archimedes' principle of flotation by deciding to take a walk on water. I came to tell you that this great man lives inside you. And as he lives inside you, there is nothing that shall be impossible for you. Anything you put your heart on to do, the spirit of God is going to enable you. And it shall be a success. Somebody shout Jesus! In physics again, he disproved the principles of gravity, the laws of gravity. They, they pull him down. The, the things that pull people down because he ascended into heaven. I don't know what is trying to pull you down. I don't know what is trying to make you stagnant. I don't know what is trying to make you stay in the same place. It may be a wrong mentality in your mind. It may be something from your father's house. It may be something from your mother's house. It may be principalities. It may be powers. It may be rulers of darkness. But as Jesus disproved the principles of gravity and the laws of gravity by ascending into heaven, I prophesy into your life today that nothing shall keep you down. Nothing shall pull you down. Nothing shall retard your progress. Nothing shall retard your ascension if you believe it. Shout Jesus! call him the lily of the valley and the rose of Sharon the zoologists call him the lion of the tribe of Judah and the lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the earth he's an all-rounder he can do anything he can change any situation in literature he spoke in parables we go to geology they call him the rock of ages and it's not just the rock of our ages he's the rock of our salvation and he's the rock that is higher than I that mighty fortress that you and I run into and are saved the Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are saved one day Satan came and tried to tempt him with the schoolboy's temptation he said, if you are the son of God, command this rock to turn into bread. Jesus Christ looked at you and said, look at you, small boy. You are coming to tempt me to turn a rock into bread as evidence that I'm a son of God. I don't need to succumb to that because I myself am the rock of ages and at the same time, I'm the bread of life. So when it comes to transmogrifying from being a rock into being a bread, I myself leave that principle so this temptation you are bringing to me is below me somebody shout Jesus shout Jesus shout Jesus 
know he is our great advocate. When the accuser accuses us with our past, with our mistakes, with our failings, with our errors, this great lawyer stands up in front of the judge. When the accuser accuses, he stands and says, Objection, my Lord. These people were sinners. They were doing bad things, but my blood. Everybody say, my blood. Say, my blood. But my blood has covered it. My blood has cleansed it. And so they are blameless. And so they are clean in front of my eyes. And so you cannot hold any condemnation against them. Our great lawyer. And you see, in law, you can either be at the bar or at the bench. The bar are the lawyers and the bench are the judges. Most of the time, you can't be in the two at the same time. But this man is so mighty that he can be a lawyer. But at the same time, the Bible says he shall return to judge not just the living, but the living and the dead. He's an economist. He can turn potential losses into profits. How? Economics has it that when demand is more than supply, there is a shortage. And when supply is more than demand, there is a surplus. This great economist was faced with a difficult situation where supply was far lower than demand. And this was a situation where there were five loaves of bread and two fish and the demand was 5,000 men and an unnamed number of women and children under normal circumstances you would have expected by the principles of economics that there would be a loss at the end of the day but by the time this great economist was done with the situation instead of there being a loss there was a surplus of 12 baskets that they had to collect and take away I came to tell you that that great economist can change your situation that great economist can give you great ideas that great economist can turn the losses in your life into profits he can seal the financial hemorrhages somebody shout Jesus he's a great physician he heals every situation he heals every disease. He wasn't just a physician, but he was also an ophthalmologist. Go and ask Bartimaeus. He healed the blind, open blind eyes. He wasn't just a physician, but he was also a pediatrician. Because the Bible said he prayed for Jairus daughter who was sick and died at 12 year old damsel and she rose from the dead and the sickness left her body I pray in the name of Jesus that if you have a child that is sick a relative who is sick let that healing power of Jesus Christ hit that person wherever he or she is right now in the name of Jesus if you believe it shout Jesus he wasn't just a physician he was also an orthopedic surgeon because anytime they brought the cripples, anytime they brought the people with kyphosis of the spine and scoliosis of the spine, with one laying on of hands and the transfer of divine power, the backs were straightened, the legs were strengthened, and the crippled and the lame began to walk. 
in the name of Jesus today any part of your life that is lame any part of your life that is crippled any time out of your life that has been made slow receive divine power receive divine strength receive divine energy receive divine acceleration if you believe it shout Jesus he wasn't just a physician Was also an ENT man, ear, nose, and throat, otorhinolaryngology, because he caused the deaf to hear and he caused the dumb to speak. Anybody with an ear problem, anybody with a problem with speech, let the power of Jehovah, let the power of Jesus Christ, let the healing balm of Kilia begin to touch you right now. Be it a sore throat. Be it tonsillitis, be it hearing impairment, be it speaking impairment, let the power of Jehovah Jireh hit you right now and bring about a healing in the name of Jesus. He wasn't just a physician, he was also a plastic surgeon. I know that in the garden of Gethsemane one of the men who tried to arrest him the Bible said Peter had a sword on him, took out the sword cut off the man's ear and Jesus Christ the great plastic surgeon came without anesthesia, without suitors, without a scalpel the Bible said he just took the ear and replaced it and I believe there was no scar in the name of Jesus, anything that has been your life, anything that has been detached from your life, anything that has been amputated in your life, let the great plastic surgeon bring about a reconstructive and a restorative surgery to bring that thing back to life in your life in the name of Jesus. He wasn't just a surgeon.
he wasn't just a physician he was also a hematologist man's biggest problem was a blood problem because from Adam's time our blood was contaminated with sin and so as the great hematologist with one single transfusion that took place one single blood donation that took place 2000 years ago not in a hospital or in a clinic but on the cross of Calvary and he said if you believe in me that your contaminated blood I will carry out an exchange transfusion I will take out your dirty blood I will take out your jaundice blood I will take out your sin infested blood and I will pour into you the life of God the very life of God and you see when somebody donates blood the blood can have many components you can get platelet concentrates out of it you can get pure red cells out of it you can get what we call fresh frozen plasma out of it you can get cryo precipitate out of it and out of this blood we have salvation we have deliverance we have healing from poverty we, we have casting out demons we, we have liberation from oppression we have liberation from poverty if you believe in this blood come on shout jesus this man called jesus can do anything every field of life you take it he reigns supreme. Healing neurological conditions. And I just remembered that he wasn't just a physician. He was also a gynecologist. Because one day a woman with the issue of blood, a woman who had been bleeding for 12 good years, and the Bible said she had suffered many things under many physicians. But the day she had an encounter with the great gynecologist, the Bible says suddenly, suddenly, the flow of blood stopped. I pray in the name of Jesus. Anybody under the sound of my voice with a gynecological problem, known or unknown, in the mighty name of Jesus, may the hand of that great gynecologist touch you. Any womb that is destined never to carry a child we reverse barrenness right now in the name of jesus any tubes that are blocked we command the opening of the tubes in the name of jesus the word of the lord says there shall be no barren amongst you and i prophesy over your life that there shall be no barren amongst you the family history might be so your mother may have struggled with childbirth your aunties may have struggled with your childbirth your grandmother may have struggled with childbirth but it shall not be so with you and if you believe that is your portion shout jesus
I see the fourth man walking into some people's situation. He's walking into some people's situation. He's touching lives and changing situations. When the fourth man is around, there is no need for the pastor to lay hands on anybody. He's doing his own thing in the midst of the people. In warfare, he is the commander in chief of heaven's armed forces. He is the mighty general who has never lost a battle before. And today I came to tell you that that mighty general is fighting on your behalf. That mighty general is on your side of the fight. He is in your army. In fact, he is the captain of Israel's host. And that is why no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every time that shall rise up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to trample over scorpions and snakes and over all the works of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies harm you. He's the one that is not bound by time. He's the only one who lives in the past, the present, and the future at the same time. Because the Bible said he was, he is, and he is to come. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I came to tell somebody that God is a God of time. And he will redeem your lost times. The times that you have spent wasting on unnecessary things. He said, I shall restore unto you the years that the canker worm, the years that the caterpillar, the years that the locusts, the years that the palmer worm have eaten. Somebody get ready for a restoration of lost time. Get ready for a restoration of lost opportunities. Our soon coming king, the king of kings, the lord of lords, he will continue to be unmovable, invincible, unshakable, unchangeable, incorruptible. He's the one who dwells in an unapproachable light. Heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. He's the one who sits upon the circles of the earth. He's our great God. He's our Jehovah Rapha. He's our Jehovah Rohi. He's our great intercessor who sits on the right hand of God the Father making intercession for us. He's our glory. He is the lifter up of our heads. He is the miracle worker. Destiny changer. He is the victory giver. He is the covenant keeper. The unchanging God. The one who says and he does. If you believe in this man, shout Jesus. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus. Lift up your voice, give him glory. Let the fourth man begin to intervene. Let the fourth man begin to move. Let the fourth man bring healing. Let the fourth man bring 
to open doors. Let the fourth man begin to cause a telegraph. I said, I can't. The fourth man is in our midst. The fourth man is walking in our midst. I The atmosphere of the fellows is about to change. The atmosphere of your situation is about to turn around. Jesus, 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 Jesus. At the mention of that name, let sicknesses bow. Let weaknesses bow. Let fear bow. Let things that have held you down for years begin to turn around. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, oh God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. That are the mention of the name Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I see sicknesses living people. I see weaknesses living people. I see bondages breaking. I see chains breaking. I see elevation. I see transformation. I see rivers of living water beginning to break forth in the spirits of people being filled with the Holy Ghost once again. I see somebody who has given up in life. Somebody who has given up in the battle. Receiving strength once again. In the name of Jesus. Rejoice not against me. Oh my enemy. For when I fall, I shall rise again. In the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead. Dwells in you. That same spirit shall quicken your mortal bodies. Seven times a righteous man shall fall, and seven times he shall rise again. I see the spirit of the conqueror. I see the spirit of the overcomer. I see the spirit of the warrior coming upon somebody in the name of Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. He is all over this place. He is walking in the midst of the people. He is touching lives. He is changing situations. He is a miracle worker. He is a destiny changer. He is a covenant keeper. He is a promise keeper. Let the fourth man begin to move. Let the fourth man begin to move. Let him take control of every aspect of your life. Let him take control over every pain. Let him take control over every situation in your life. In the name of Jesus. The fourth man. Jesus, the fourth man. At the center of it all, the shoe that I see. 
Oh, my 
impose it on anything that is negative in our lives the song said let every other name fade away as we shout the name Jesus let headaches fade away let cancers fade away let pain fade away let disappointment fade away let failure fade away let stagnation fade away let curses fade away let the yokes be broken is somebody ready to shout the name Jesus is somebody ready to shout the name Jesus? Yeah. Instrumentalists, are you ready to shout the name Jesus? Yeah. We are going to shout the name Jesus seven times. And after the seventh one, you are going to give a shout to the Lord. And every wall of limitation will break in your life like the wall of Jericho came down. Is somebody ready to mention the name that is above every other name? The name that when mentioned, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. 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 Shout Jesus. And for the last time, shout Jesus. And give the Lord a shout. A shout.